The Chinese spy balloon tells us everything we need to know about the weakness of Joe Biden. Amid skyrocketing crime, Lori Lightfoot says businesses should be cheerleaders for Chicago. Plus, Pete Buttigieg says it's hard to comprehend Biden's accomplishments. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with a Chinese spy balloon that Joe Biden allowed to hang out in American airspace for days, only shooting it down when it had completely finished its spying. Back on January 28th, the balloon passed over Alaska. You know, an American state. Nothing was done about it. Then it passed through a portion of Canada before re-entering the U.S. where it was spotted in Montana. Was it shot down then? Nope. Montana officials said do it, but Biden's DOD said it didn't want the debris to hit anyone. Friends, it's Montana. Instead, it traveled all the way across the country until it was finally shot down once it passed through South Carolina and was over the ocean. All of that time, it's gathering data. All of that time, China is testing the Biden administration. Here's comments from Fred Flights, who was the chief of staff of the National Security Council under former President Trump. Well, look, this was a test. This was a test of our air defenses. This was a test of presidential leadership. And President Biden failed. We now know that the Biden administration knew about this balloon, but the public only found out because a reporter in Montana uh, leaked, leaked news of it. And, and the Biden administration allowed this balloon to go across the entire continental United States, collecting information for China, flying over sensitive U.S. military sites, then they, they shot it down after it was done collecting. Flights added that this situation not only shows a lack of leadership by Biden, but also shows that Biden seriously underestimates the threat from China. Now, while the balloon was over America and Biden was doing nothing, his Department of Defense was issuing statements like this. As this balloon traverses the continental United States, we assess that it currently does not pose a physical or military risk to people on the ground. It'll probably be over the United States for a few few days. It doesn't pose a threat to us on the ground. Like it's gonna shoot us or something? What a ridiculous comment. Trump's security advisor, Rick Grinnell, blasted the Pentagon's statement and Biden's overall China policy. Joe Biden values consensus with the Chinese. He values a, a relationship where the Chinese are happy with us, they're not angry with us, they're not tweeting bad things. He is maximizing this idea that let's keep the Chinese happy. Now, the opposite of this consensus with the Chinese is America first policy. Days and days of spying. But again, it's not only the intelligence that was gathered. China probably has spy satellites over us right now. It's the fact that this balloon was allowed to enter into American airspace and just do its thing for days. No leadership from Biden, which only emboldens China for future acts of aggression. All right, next let's talk about Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot because she is not only struggling to hold on to her job with the mayoral election only weeks away, but she has completely lost control of the city when it comes to fighting crime. 
Crime rates are skyrocketing, and Lifewood's comments regarding the epidemic range from tone-deaf to arrogant to clueless. In a recent mayoral debate, Lightfoot touted some of the businesses moving to Chicago, but the exodus of other businesses is the real story. Other corporate giants have made a recent exit, like Citadel, citing crime as a major factor. And reportedly, Aldi and Whole Foods have also closed stores, citing similar concerns. On a smaller scale, just this week, Old Navy closing a prominent location on State Street, creating retail vacancy downtown. Yep. Lightfoot may brag on Google office moving to Chicago, but these other businesses see the day in and day out crime that is out of control in Chicago. Meanwhile, Lightfoot says that businesses should actually be cheerleaders for the city. That's right, cheerleaders. Here's more on what's really going on. The CEO of the largest fast food chain in the world, McDonald's, has been an outspoken critic. Everywhere I go, I'm confronted by the same question these days. What's going on in Chicago? With restaurants and corporate headquarters in Chicago, he says the rise in crime is scaring employees and hurting recruitment. There is a general sense out there that our city is in crisis. It isn't just impacting large operations. Small business owners have been vocal as well. And it's happening, um, you know, I would say weekly now. Like bakery owner Teresa Ging, seen in this video snatching a woman's purse back from a would-be thief. From small businesses to large, Everyone is feeling the impact. In addition, not only are incidents of crime up dramatically, but the arrest rate has cratered to a mere 5%. The rate was 10% in 2019 for major crime categories, but instead of doing anything about it, Lightfoot dances in the streets. Lightfoot has been roundly criticized by other mayoral candidates who are reminding voters that since Lightfoot took office, 2,278 Chicagoans have been killed. All right, next let's talk about Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, because you know things must be bad in the Biden administration if Mayor Pete is the one sent out to do the Sunday shows. Then again, you can't send Biden. He's out in space. You can't send Kamala Harris because she's just clueless. And so apparently Pete Buttigieg is the best that Biden has. That's saying something. Here's Buttigieg on Biden's classified document scandal. So you think, though, if, he, were more, if he had been more transparent about this classified document situation earlier, then he might be in a better, pl better place? Coulda, woulda, shoulda is not the uh, strategic uh, direction or, or focus of this administration. There's too much on the line. There's too much to do. What was that? This is a serious issue, and all we get from the administration is that they are taking it seriously, which they're not, and then they dodge the question. Coulda, woulda, shoulda is not a policy. It's also not an answer. This is an ongoing issue, and the administration that fakely boasts of transparency is clearly not being transparent. Then, Mayor Pete was asked about Biden's so-called accomplishments and why they aren't resonating with the American people. Well, look, these things don't sell themselves, and it's one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to that, that State of the Union address. Uh, I will say that there have been so many accomplishments under this administration, it can be difficult to list them in a distilled way. Oh my gosh. I can't stand responses like that. You know what he's implying there? Buttigieg is basically saying, yes, of course, we have a ton of accomplishments, but the American people are just too dumb to understand. We haven't distilled it down for them because we are too busy being left-wing elitists. Give me a break. But hey, at least when it comes to the Chinese spy balloon, Buttigieg says something we can all agree on. 
the military gauged the different risks and the different uh, benefits of, of different approaches, made the decisions that they did, brought this thing down without incident. Right, but the presumption has got to be that the Chinese were able to gather intelligence uh, hovering over the United States for day after day, especially over some of these sensitive sites. I'm sure there's a similar presumption about what spy satellites do. Uh, that is well outside of my lane. I'm just glad that nobody was hurt as this thing came down. I'm just glad no one was hurt as it came down. Wow. What can he even say? But hey, this is a guy who said he was qualified for his job because he's always liked planes and trains. All right. Next, let's talk about Bill Maher, because even though he's an anti-religious left-wing agitator, every now and then he says something that makes sense. And actually, he seems to be doing that more often. Has Maher changed his views? Perhaps. But Maher is a smart guy, and he's a keen observer. And what he's observing is the woke radical left acting more and more like the oppressive communist regimes that America used to stand solidly against. Here's Maher with a brief refresher on communist China under Mao. And those who resisted were attacked by an army of purifiers called the Red Guard who went around the country putting dunce caps on people. Yeah, who didn't take to being a new kind of mortal being. A lot of pointing and shaming went on. Oh, and about a million dead. And the only way to survive was to plead insanity for the crime of being insufficiently radical, then apologize and thank the state for the chance to see what a piece of you are, and of course, submit to re-education. Interesting. Only approved actions were allowed. Only approved speech was allowed. If you didn't comply, you were publicly shamed and shunned, and even worse. Then Mar brought the audience to the present day of the radical left's woke cancel culture an example of a law professor who presented a potential real-life case for his students to examine. There's a law professor at the University of Illinois, Chicago, named Jason Kilborn, whose crime was that on one of his exams, he used a hypothetical case where a black female worker sued her employer for race and gender discrimination, alleging that managers had called her two slur words, the type of real-world case these students might one day confront. And knowing the extreme sensitivity of today's students, he didn't write the two taboo words on the test, just the first letter of each. Are you following? A law professor is teaching law students by providing a real-world example of racial discrimination, and even goes to the trouble of not spelling out the slurs so as not to trigger today's college leftists. But what do you think happened next? Because he merely alluded to those words, again, in the service of a good cause, he was banned from campus, placed on indefinite leave, and made to wear the dunce cap. <laughs> no, not really the dunce cap part, but, but our American version of that. Eight weeks of sensitivity training, weekly 90-minute sessions with a diversity trainer, and having to write five self-reflection papers. It would be nice if Mars' example was some extremely rare case that his producers had to really dig around to find, but this happens every day. The left doesn't demand tolerance. They demand obedience, complete subjugation to the leftist narrative. What they have not been prepared for is now people are fighting back, and those people are starting to win. So let's keep it up. Finally, I just want to give you an update on religious tolerance in America, or the lack thereof. Several weeks ago, a man was asked to leave the Mall of Americas by security guards. Was the man assaulting people? No. Was he screaming profanities? Nope. His offense was that he was wearing a Jesus Saves t-shirt. 
You're still soliciting. And again, yes, you're walking wearing that shirt in the form of soliciting, and we've had guests come up saying that they've been offended by your shirt. Who'll say that? We've had guests come up and say you've been offended. So, like this gentleman just said too, take the shirt off and you can go shopping. Take the shirt off and you can go shopping. This is just outrageous, but it shows the mentality that is spreading through America. If you are offended at a BLM flag or a shirt or a poster, it doesn't matter. Teachers are putting those up in classrooms regardless of who's offended. And yet, man wears a Jesus Saves shirt in a mall and he is told to remove it or leave. Well, because of that action, a protest was held this past weekend, which drew a lot more attention than the original guy wearing a shirt. This is just one example of many where religious expression, especially Christian expression, is being pushed aside, silenced, or attacked. We must always be on guard, and we can't let this stand. Tolerance is tolerance, and not just tolerance of the approved left-wing narrative. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and don't forget... If you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour.